my name is Audrey Jean Flowers, and welcome to Completely Fucking Clueless. Hello, my name is Sarah Alice Liddy, and we both go by she, her pronouns. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in again, guys. <laughs> We're here. We're living. We are here. We're living. It's been a week. It's been a crazy week. <laughs> yeah. It's just laughable. You know, life gets busy. And we get crazy. And then when I'm not busy, <laughs> I'm um, my bedroom is still a mess. I'd like to update the people on that. I think <laughs> it's been a mess uh, probably since about when the podcast began. Okay. Um, and it still is. But that makes sense for the both of us. I feel like this kind of the same way. I feel like ever since the podcast began, we've just been at like 180. Yeah. I also feel like we're both very like messy bedroom girls. Like yes. I can handle things messy, but not dirty. Yes, I am the same way. My parents are like, you're such a slob. And I'm like, I, I don't know why. It's just like, it's literally just my bedroom. It's literally just clothes. We'll get there. We'll get there. Summer's a coming. More time, hopefully. <laughs> I doubt it. I know. Summer's actually, yeah, I rescind <laughs> that statement because in the summer you're like, I just want to have fun. <laughs> Was that a take on girls just want to have fun? Yeah, I thought okay, of it I in my it. head. But you were like, copyright, can't do that. Oh, copyright. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, because I'm that smart of an influencer content creator. Absolutely not. <laughs> Anyways, how was your week? It was crazy. There's like some stuff that we can't quite get into yet because it's very unfinalized. Um, Early stages. Yes, very much. And it could be very cool. It could amount to nothing. Very much came out of nowhere. Nowhere. Y'all, we went into this meeting <laughs> Okay, uh, I don't know if anybody else feels this in the industry that they're in, but like I'm just used to being a child. So like, I'm just used to like not like sure things are important, but they're never that important because I'm not an adult yet, you know. And so when we go into meetings, I have that moment every single time where I'm just like, I am not a baby anymore. I ha have the moments constantly where I'm like waiting for like a real adult to step in. Right. And I'm like, I shouldn't be in charge of this. I know. I'm like, uh, like we're working on like filing like um, an LLC for like the podcast um, slash everything. And they're like, they're like, you need to set it up like a business bank account. And I was like, a partnership oh, agreement. You yeah. need attorneys. I was like, me but I'm just a little baby. It's literally that TikTok. I'm like, but in in um in a positive way, I think it's making me ask more questions and get more educated about things, especially like financial things. I think, you know, I haven't thought about those things a lot when and I definitely need to and I need to stop avoiding them. So I feel like what we're doing is like kind of putting me in the face of that. But like, like for everyone listening, do you ever like, have you ever gone through something where it's like, there's a, possibly a decision coming up. You're just like waiting for the decision to be made or to figure out the answers. But like, you have to wait for those answers and you're just like on the edge of the sea and you just like want those answers now. We're not known as patient people. I am not a patient person. Never have been. Um, And it's kind <laughs> of torturing us. We were supposed to have a meeting about this thing today and it I, got postponed to next week. I know. I really, I try to like channel Zen Sarah. I was like whatever be will be will be i'm not sure I there is him. a zen audrey i really tried to keep it zen i was like because i was like thinking i was like i either can be like super anxious or i can try and keep it zen i'm not anxious i'm just like i'm like a child being like i want dinner now yeah and also i think just because especially whether it's this decision or a decision like a big decision in your life when there are decisions to be made choices to be had and you can't make those choices without like specific information you're waiting on things or it's like it's almost like when we would audition or 
job interview and you're in that holding period of like waiting and you're trying to figure out oh and like it's that feeling of like you plan your whole life around this like potential new thing in your life and then like you're like wait till it comes crumbling down and I just planned my life but I actually on this train I was just at my mom's graduation. She, yeah, mama lives. No mom. Um, she graduated in 2020 from um, Columbia School of Social Work, but they had their like ceremony today because of the pandemic and everything. But one of the student speakers, she gave such a great speech and I like ended up jotting something down because it just like made me think about life and I like wanted to share it. And like she was like and, and it reminded me of like going through hard times or whatever. And she was talking about like so going through hard times is always going to lead to some unexpected strength. And it brought me back to like those two years where I was like really, really depressed. And I just remember that feeling like, you know, when you're not doing well and you're like, I am never, ever going to see the light of day. Yes. Ever. And I just remember being there for so long and then being at where I'm at now where I found some strength and have like risen above that. And I don't know her saying that I was like, this is this is good advice to give. Like and I felt like um, I felt like a what's that uh, idea called like passing it on or um, like, you know, when somebody does something good for something somebody else and then or for you and then you do that for somebody else i know what you're talking about i don't know what the name is oh gosh we're so bad at sayings on this we're pod really <laughs> bad at but uh, she passed that on to the audience to me and so i was like i want to pass it on to like the listeners and be like if you're going through something tough i know it's so hard to like think that there'll be a light of day but there will be i love that and there'll be unexpected strength that kind of reminds me of i actually <laughs> right before we had a meeting on Monday <laughs> and right before the meeting I had therapy and I'm not wow. gonna lie when we were scheduling this I was like there's the potential for this is a bad idea and luckily I didn't full break down in therapy but like I had a moment where I don't honestly even remember what we were talking about but somehow I get it started talking about like where I have been with depression and sort of where I am and like I had a moment of like I've there's been a lot of crazy stuff happening a lot of good things a lot of difficult things and I've been struggling with anxiety recently in a way that I just really never did previously. And that anxiety has sort of like worsened my depression in certain levels. And like I, without even sort of realizing it, started crying because I was like, I'm so afraid of going back. Yeah. And like now that like I was okay in it because I didn't know that there was again sort of that light and right. the idea of like I still do struggle with it on a regular basis but the idea of like going back to where I was oh. is so genuinely terrifying it really is no I know it is because when this girl was speaking I was like sitting there and I was thinking I was like uh, yeah like I remember going through that really tough time and it was a couple of years and it's like you just get into this place where again like a you can't think that there's any light because you just don't that's, see it. Yeah, that's the thing. Particularly like at the age we are, like two years like is a lot of time. Like yeah. it becomes to the point where like this is the only reality you really remember. Yes. And the thing is, is like even prior to that, like I had been in a bad relationship. Like I felt like I was falling down the hill for a while and then it was like at the bottom and I was stuck. And now I'm like climbing up and I feel good again. But I get that. It is scary. I've definitely ridden that a lot. Like I we've talked about this with Sarah um how like you feel like you're a person sort of like extremes oh a thousand percent and I feel like I've always been the same ever since I was a kid like the goods are goods and the bads are bad yes and like I've been in a better stage but like still sort of riding those highs and lows and that's difficult like sort of like the up and down is 
tiring and yeah. frustrating. Especially when when you're like busy and trying to live life too. Like yes. I know like the past couple of weeks as things have picked up, I'm like trying to like, or I'm trying, like I feel my roller coaster and it, it's w- turns and ups and downs. And I'm like, okay, how do I like keep an equ- equilibrium? What's I've my equilibrium? I historically have been a person who for me i usually don't start making my way back up until i full hit the bottom yeah and that's just i don't and i used to be like honestly like when i was really struggling with depression i would just sort of wait the episodes out yeah until it like eventually took an upturn right and i a don't want to but b like can't slash don't have the time to i can't just let myself hit rock bottom anymore yeah before starting to make my way back up and so i'm really trying to like stay more like again sort of like you said like even or balanced and like a little more in the middle yeah but it's difficult because sometimes things out of your control bring you one way or another oh totally totally I think for me and like you're going home this weekend like I think and to anybody who's listening that struggles with this I think my biggest thing has been that I learned when I was like at my lowest and have like incorporated into my life is like protecting my peace and like for me a big part of my peace is making sure I have time for a break and like sometimes in my head sometimes I would judge myself and I'll be like oh I really should be working now or is it even like okay that I'm taking a break or having fun or like whatever but like at the end of the day those times that I'm like I'm not gonna answer anybody's text I'm not gonna work I'm not gonna do xyz are the moments where I rejuvenate myself so that I can go back into things you know yeah it's it's all deeply contradictory like I'm talking with you right now and we're laughing and I'm we're having a good time the sun is out like but it's been like a rough couple of like weeks or days or whatever. Yeah. There's been some hard moments. Like yeah. as much as I'm still doing overall pretty good. And like we talked about that like last week, like I'm still f- fighting a lot of shit. Like some a days thousand. it's a lot harder than others. Her, I agree with that. And I think it's okay to like acknowledge that. Just like you said before, I think it's totally normal to feel happy and sad and this and that all at the same time. But it's so frustrating. It is. I get it. I get it. I feel like I've been riding a very happy high and I'm just like, I'm in the same vein. I'm like, is it going to come crashing down? (laughs) Don't come crashing down. (laughs) Yeah. Mental health. It's a... It's cute. It's a journey. It's a journey, but... I'd rather be open about the journey than closed off. Yes. That's part of the reason why I want to be open is like we were talking about last week, like how things were doing really well and they are. And I'm feeling a lot better than I felt for years, but I'm also still having some times that like don't feel good. No. And that like rough go of it. Rough go. So last week we were talking about dating. Oh, Um, yes. (laughs) And A, after all my complaining of people canceling on dates last minute, I had to do that to someone. We're still working on rescheduling. But a different, unrelated, funny thing that happened today. There's someone who, Sarah knows who this is. I'm not going to say explicitly who it is for a variety of reasons. I want to know who it is. You know who it is. You'll figure this out in my explaining. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But we've like flirted like here and there, like for a couple months. We kissed once a couple months ago. Who? What? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) If you can hear that in the recording, I'm going to edit it out. Uh. Um, But replied. So we've like, he's, I'm at a point where like, I don't really take his flirting particularly seriously because like like we've spoken about meeting up. He's like, will invite me to things last minute. And that's not the, I'm not a last minute girl. I plan things with friends. And then if I have a night off, I've planned that intentionally to recover. Per Okay. Thank God, you know, your worth there because you're not a last minute girl, but funny. (laughs) 
So I see today that I have a reply for my story today. That's a little photo of me in the golden hour of my apartment. Her. And I open it. Hey, I'd also like to say this person has my phone number. So they could text me. What they do send me, again, in reply to my story. How can I fix my toilet? It doesn't want to flush. Was that supposed to be a compliment or like a flirt? Nothing in my photo talked about toilets or flushing. So I reply, buy a plunger? Question mark, question mark. (laughs) Says bet. Thank you for your input on my dire situation. Wait, what the fuck? If, okay, I'm sorry. If that guy think that, thinks that's flirting, no. I'm just genuine. Like, I'm like, you can't possibly think that's flirting. Also, like, you could reply to my photo with something that had any relevancy. Also, like, if you want to talk to me, you have my phone number. Also, like, you could just Google that. Yeah, I'm like, are you that- practically trying to get advice from right. me? Because I can't believe that you are. Because I feel like in my head, I'm like, okay, if my toilet was clogged and I didn't know, like, first of all... Uh, if you actually practically wanted advice from me you would text me b i didn't reply for several hours i was not going to give good advice on how to fix this toilet and so it very much feels like that thing of like you know in middle school when you like need an excuse to talk to someone it feels like that but it's like dude i'm sorry dude that was such a bad excuse and you're talking about a fucking toilet like come on um like that like ask me like ask like where to go to dinner or something like that that is so bad it just was so random that i'm like this is just so funny and like no shade no tea to him no shade no tea actually shade and tea from me i'm like dude what I would have been, I think, I think the biggest thing that gets me is that it was a reply to my story, meaning he was tapping through my story, saw my photo and was like, you know, I'm going to ask her about my toilet situation. I'm just, I'm honestly the audacity. I'm like so stunned right now. But isn't that so funny? That is, that is honestly comical. I'm so glad you shared that. Yeah, I I needed you. I literally, I wanted to bring it up to you before you got here or when you got here before you're recording, but I was like, I have to save this. It's just so funny. So yeah, no, literally it's a, it's a cutie little photo of me. And then how can I fix my toilet? It doesn't want to flush. No punctuation also. Wow. That is such a disgrace. Like, I'm just like, that is so such bad flirting. Like I just cannot. I am like flabbergasted. Yeah. But so that's my update on dating. I'm trying to have a date with this one person we'll see if we end up figuring that out because so far our schedules have completely clashed and then this other person apparently i'm giving advice on how to fix the toilet so thanks dad for teaching me you buy a plunger i don't know i just cannot believe that oh gosh i'm just like <laughs> so yeah that's i'm doing great at dating what a bad pickup line i'm just stunned i don't think it's a pickup line no i'm 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 trying to figure out is he is he genuine about like his toilet troubles i'm just like or is he really trying to use the toilet to flirt i'm just i can't believe he is what would you do to unplug a toilet yeah let us know (laughs) i'm I'm gonna make that a question next week on the insta for them i would say he did mention to me in the past two weeks that he's like i've got to listen to your podcast sometimes so Oh, really? He doesn't listen to this one. (laughs) Imagine what a good story that would be, though. Would it having him confront me and be like, hey, you You talked about my toilet and then maybe like you guys fall in love? I no. Okay. I don't see that happening. Okay. (laughs) If I fall in love with someone over their toilet, take me out now. Okay. Okay. (laughs) 
So this week, we're going to do something a little different for Clueless Moments of the Week. Um, Somebody, a friend from school, actually DM'd one of our Instagram little story moments. By the way, you should definitely follow us on Instagram at Completely Fucking Clueless. Very subtle plug. Very subtle plug, you know. I'm subtle like that. Anyways, (laughs) um, and she was like, could you guys like talk about like, ways to actually cope with uncertainty and and cluelessness and i was like wow that's like such a great idea (laughs) having having a podcast about uncertainty and like helping people with uncertainty how crazy groundbreaking groundbreaking but so for clueless moments of the week this week we're going to talk about our coping skills when it comes to uncertainty how we try and help ourselves through those uncertain moments. So again, I was legit talking to my therapist about it this week because I've been struggling with a lot of anxiety and whatnot. And we actually, there's a list in my notes app of we went through and created, we created a list of like A, distractions and B, coping skills. Yeah. Do you want to share? Sure. Oh, um, cool. You go. My distractions are uh, singing to music. I won't do music theater, though, because that'll often make me way too emo because complicated. <laughs> um, watching Dimension 20, which is like my favorite show that like really you need to like actually engage with mm. it because it, it's so detailed. Cooking something, um, eating something I love and then coping skills that I use that literally I used one of them today. It's like a coping skill slash like helps me get out of sort of when I'm in like a more depressed episode is cold shower. I almost oh, always take cooler I showers. I was going to say cold shower. Yeah, cold showers are unmatched. Amazing. Like, and the thing is, is my advice with it is like, yes, you're going to get that initial hit. Cause usually I'll be taking a warm shower and then I do like my cold shock at the end. And so you make it your initial hit and you're like, oh, I can't do this. Do your best to just like really focus on your breath. That's why the cold shower is so important because you re- your breath starts to change. And so you really have to like focus on the breath work. I tend to take pretty cool showers anyway, mm. just cause I run hot. And so like, Honestly, like with the dial of the thing, mine is only ever like here anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. I take hot showers. I take, I used to, uh, but I think I always had taken showers on the cooler side, but last summer in the city broke me. Yeah. I was just so, so hot, hot all the time. Um, So I'll keep mine pretty cool throughout it. And then at the very end, I'll turn it all the way down to yes. cool and just do that. Also, just like, I know, at least for me, I can't speak for anyone else. When I'm like struggling with a depressive episode, usually haven't showered in longer than I should have. So it's two birds, one stone. There you go. Um, but others is I'm a, I'm a floor person. You know how there's horse girls, Disney adults. I'm a floor person. So just lie on the floor. Uh, oh, I was going to be, fl- I was going to say, wait, like lying on the floor. Yeah. Uh, lie go. on the floor. Ice pack on the chest or wrist doing slow movements or fast dancing to help you like release the energy. Yes. I just sort of like will usually Blair Avril Veen and just like jump around a lot yeah um holding yourself or giving you a hug or I don't have a weighted blanket but I do have those really fuzzy like heavy blankets and so I'll just put that on top of me and just sit yeah and chill and vibe so that's my therapist's advice I love her so much I love that amazing yeah I love that this is gonna be an interesting coping skill in that and it's so funny we were talking about patience earlier if I look at like my journey with anxiety uncertainty cluelessness I think that so much of it had to have me being patient and reminding yourself that like this is going to pass. I'm going to figure out the answers. I'm going to like I think for me, a lot of my uncertainty that I was dealing with this fall was all about like my career because I was just in a place where 
I wasn't loving theater. I was like, what am I going to do? Like, da, 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 da. And in the moment, it was so hard. I was like, what am I going to do? And I kind of had to remind myself, like, I will figure this out. Like, something will happen. Like, I'm not just going to, like, stay dormant for my entire life. Like, something is going to happen. And so I think, like, as I've been reflecting on, like, how I kind of cope with my cluelessness, it's it comes a lot with like sort of like writing a lot of things down. I do a lot of like brain dumps, thought dumps on the notes of my phone. And so I can just like get it out and then trying to remind myself like to be patient as annoying as that's going to sound because it is so much harder said than done. I mean, vice versa. It's right. Easier said than done. It's easier said. Wow. We're really We're bad, bad at sayings. We're really bad at sayings. So that was like one of the mean ones that I was thinking of. But I had a lot of the same ones that you did. The cold shower uh, is like a huge deal for me lately. Like that has been like curing any sort of like intensive like uncertainty. No. But if you're thinking like I'm trying to think of like maybe it's like job uncertainty or like more concrete things like that. Maybe not so much like anxiety, depression based. Uh, something my I talk about with my therapist a lot that actually now that I'm thinking about it helps me a lot too with being uncertain is opposite action which is a CBT DBT skill and basically it's doing the opposite of what you're doing so if like your inclination is like I'm feeling so stressed about life I'm feeling so uncertain like I just want to lay in my bed all day maybe try going for like a 10 minute walk 20 minute walk or like it's funny because we're gonna get into the Sunday scary but something that helps me with Sunday scaries and things in general like is just like I'll be like I just want to lay in bed all day and then I'll lay in bed all day and I'll be like I feel so bad but if I I do that lay I in, do that a lot I'm no, really uh, trying to get better at it but. I think recently I've realized I'm like even if I just go get a coffee like I will feel 10 to 15 percent better yeah and so I think but often it's so hard like I can openly know something will make me feel better and I still don't do it sometimes. Oh, I girl, me too. Me too. Yes. But yeah, I hope those were somewhat helpful. I'm sure we'll have more. I have a lot more written down, but yeah. we need to get into our, our main in our in our main moment. Thing. But yeah, if there's anything you want us to be more specific about, like literally yeah. never be afraid to DM us. We love hearing from y'all because it only helps us get better and give y'all whatever you need and want from us. And we love doing that. Yeah. Per. So now into the Sunday Scaries. (laughs) I'll stop saying it like that now. Sunday Scaries. Okay. (laughs) So for, I feel like everyone has to know what the Sunday Scaries are, but just in case you do not. Jeffrey slash your dad didn't know what 420 was. My dad did not. (laughs) He texted us and I genuinely thought he was kidding. I thought he was kidding too. I was like, like, what's 420? And we were like, what? I was he like, did not know. Okay, sure. Anyways, I looked up some handy dandy definitions of the <laughs> Sunday Scaries on Urban Dictionary. Love Urban um, Dictionary. And found some really great ones that I think that everybody could relate to. So, the Sunday Scaries is the feeling you have after a long week of work followed by a Saturday full of binge drinking. <laughs> when Sunday hits, you question your entire existence. <laughs> Typically characterized by laying in bed all day and both regretting past decisions and questioning your seemingly non-existent future thoughts like i am going to die alone and will i ever get a job that i actually enjoy consume you for the entire day while you're battling a hangover how accurate is that though oh that got deep it did got deep. but i was like that's kind of a great answer to what the sunday scaries are i very much freshman year of college i was a big
big girl fully would just pretend none of the bad decisions I made ever existed. I just, I would I get full that. pretend they didn't happen. Yeah. Sometimes something embarrassing, like too embarrassing happens that you're just like, nope, that did not happen. Okay. Here's another definition. The feeling you have after a long week of work followed by a Saturday full of binge drinking. Wait, isn't this the same one? Nope. Oh, oh wait. Oh, it is. Oh, <laughs> It's not the same one, but it's literally okay. very similar, but it ends different. Okay. But it ends different. And it says, um, and to make matters worse, tomorrow is Monday. So like, that's the whole, that's- like Sunday is scary because the next day is Monday. That's fair. Um, and then, you know, I got like a scholarly answer from, Ooh. I think this, oh, from health clevelandclinic.org <laughs> They have a definition for Sunday scaries. Yeah. You would be surprised how many freaking like, important articles are about the Sunday scaries. Wow. People thought it was like a, a mental illness. <laughs> One of these articles was like, it is not a mental illness. I was like, what? no, it's hangovers. Exactly. Okay. According to Dr. Albers, if that's his name, <laughs> according to the doctor, the Sunday scaries are triggered by the end of the weekend approaching and us anticipating our return to work. She says when people start to make their to-do lists or contemplate upcoming responsibilities, the transition from le- relaxation to work mode can be a tough 180. The Sunday scaries are fairly common. Most people have experienced them at one point or another. It's a normal reaction to adjusting to different roles and change. However, it's not a clinical diagnosis. <laughs> Imagine I like show like I call up work and be like, sorry, I can't come in today, boss. And they're like, why? And it's like, I got the Sunday scaries. Honestly, though, like I feel like in college that happened to me a lot. I mean, especially that last year when things weren't going well, that like Monday was just the toughest day ever for me. I agree. But honestly, the the most like when I think of Sunday scaries, what I think of is like my freshman year when I definitely went a bit harder at parties. Part of the reason why like I definitely stopped going as hard was because I just reached a point where it's like I can't handle every Sunday a feeling terrible for just the whole day yeah and b like you I just then have to get my whole life together and there is never enough time and you also just feel awful while doing it like just miserable I worked at the box office one time I think after probably the night that I got like the drunkest I ever did in college Oh, miserable. It was so miserable. I went to Einstein's Bagels, Ew. got a shitty, shitty bagel. Ew. And then I worked in the box office of the theater at our college. And I was so unhappy to be there. That sounds absolutely miserable. I feel that. I feel like when I was a freshman, I used to go out all the time and didn't feel it whatsoever. Maybe in the morning I had like a little bit of a headache or like a little bit of like an upset stomach, but I was fine most of the time. And then around June, no, junior year is when like the Sunday scary situation would happen. And it was like, I'd go out Friday, I'd go out Saturday. And then Sunday I was just like immobilized. Like I was literally like, like waking up in the morning and my heart was pounding like pounding and like I just was so it's like debilitating sometimes like the Sunday scaries and then again like it's interesting because now I don't have as much fear for Monday like I actually kind of enjoy my Mondays 
but like for so long monday was literally the worst day of the week but no my worst sunday scary (laughs) or one of them at least my like one that is like pretty memorable to me is on my 20th birthday my freshman year i took a gap year for anybody that doesn't know um I like was a rager had like a rager um, pregame in my freshman room dorm and I had my one of my parents was in town a couple weeks before and they had like gotten me a couple bottles of champagne and like and stuff like that it was just the mixture of drinks I like I think I had a marg at dinner then I like was pounding champagne and then I went to a frat and they gave me like this special like thing of bucket which now looking back I'm like oh that may could have been drugged all my friends had left me at this frat they had left me with this girl that I wasn't really close with and then she called me an uber but then I never got because she didn't get me put me in the uber I never got in the uber wow I'm really gonna scare my parents by saying this story they're gonna but whatever sorry parents I have to share it for the pod we survived that's what counts yes and and now ever since that incident I have been like I will never get to that point again but yes I mixed too many things drank too much this girl did not put me in my uber so I ended up and luckily I wasn't that far from my dorm but I ended up walking home by myself like don't remember the walk don't remember how I got into my room apparently according to my roommate I spent like three hours in the shower and then I threw up all (laughs) all over our bathroom and they cleaned it for me they're so nice and then the next day like I remember throwing up green and then like the next day I threw up in the parking lot of one of our school's parking lots because I thought I should just get some like junk food to help no. it was it was a disaster but that was in my days of like I could recoup well so I just yes. had like one day of like vomiting all day my worst Sunday scaries were definitely my senior year when I was still struggling with my mental health. And that was more just like the, the type, not the type of Sunday. Sure. I was on hungover, but it was more of the mental Sunday scaries. Like much more of like the, I think freshman year, there was some element of anxiety, but it was like very different, particularly like freshman year. Like that day that I ended up at the box office, I woke up on a freshman year. I, (laughs) I ended up at Emma Vance's apartment for the night for I think two months straight every Saturday sometimes I would just walk there by myself sometimes Emma would walk me there sometimes I would have ran I remember I had like a couple like oh junior senior MTs walked me to Emma Vance's apartment they're like are you sure about this and I was like I literally have her door code she gave it to me oh that's so nice you need a friend like that that's so nice truly the best um but the morning that I had to go to the box office I woke up with wet hair and I was like did I shower last night? I know. And it was, I'd fallen asleep with full wet hair, not brushed or anything. So it was full matted. I hate when that <laughs> happens. No. Yes. Definitely I, now it's much more anxiety. Though. Yes. I feel like when I was younger, it was just like, oh, I feel physically like not great. And now it's like more mental. Yes. Um, Which again, I admit like I'm on multiple medications that you're not supposed to drink on. I also struggle with depression. this is part of the reason why like I definitely don't drink anywhere near the level that I used to partially just because I'm older but like really not at all just because like as anxiety like my anxiety just got worse I feel like as like before I think the physical symptoms distracted me enough that I didn't notice it Mm. and then once I was like cutting back like enough like I would really feel the anxiety and I just like I I still will every once in a while but like it's not worth like just like honestly like this sounds really dramatic to say but like 
the terror that I feel the next no, day. Yeah, I I agree with that statement. I have stopped drinking as much. And I know many friends of mine that have yeah. stopped drinking that much because, yeah, what your senior year, your first year out of school, like you get so debilitated by all the mental things about the Sunday scaries. And then one day you wake up and realize like, I cannot do this to myself. And it's okay. Like if like you're still going through this or mm-hmm. if you never figured this out or if you don't want to, like it doesn't matter. But I just know so many people that have realize that like okay I have to like cut back on the drinking a little bit like I can still have fun and a great time and get tipsy or even get drunk but I cannot get to the place where it's like the whole next day I'm debilitated yes and if I do know that there's a possibility of that situation I now at least plan for it yes and I mean like it's still like again anxiety dude she's really come out to play and she's not cute no do you ever feel like and and maybe I was just pondering this like Sometimes I still maybe will get a little bit of the Sunday scaries, but it's a little bit less intimidating or less like harsh because I feel like when I was in college, the responsibilities of school and like the homework or the things that I needed to do were just so much more pressure mm-hmm. than like the response, like maybe what I feel now. I don't know why I, I feel like the the dooming gloom of like the assignments and like yada 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 were always really hard for me i feel like also part of it was like a we were just really young but b like i didn't have enough like experience to understand like oh some of this is coming from like a at that point i was not on any antidepressants and i was still deeply struggling with anxiety or with depression and that that was playing into it i now at least understand that that is an effect right absolutely so i know that like hey the horrible things that you're kind of saying to yourself in your brain and like the thoughts you're having are not real and also like i don't go as hard as i used to meaning like i don't wake up on sunday being like ah fuck i embarrassed myself in front of however many people right it's very different now wait okay we're so excited because we're gonna share some audience responses this episode i loved reading these all Uh, last last uh, week this week when did they come out this this week i asked time is an illusion i know about the sunday scaries but then when we were going to do that episode back in march i also have some of those answers so we're we're supposed to do this weeks ago and then oh yes i remember yes and then remember episode four when life gives you chaos and life gave us chaos chaos. so right now we're gonna do episode four and now we're at 12 oh oh meant to sound horny that was was a bad oh gosh voice anyways listener story time we are going to share some of y'all's like worst sunday scaries experiences this is my favorite one getting arrested lol (laughs) went to ballet class and threw up three different times during bar feel that ouch i know exactly who that's from ouch ouch this one from live uh tamillo emma vance and i singing last christmas over the toilet while we were both vomiting um another one from one of our friends they were on vacation i'm trying to not openly out who they are oh sorry that one is fine okay cool. this one just because i think they might not want everyone to know they don't might not want it on public yeah, record yeah. um but they were puking for nine hours straight yes um they thought they got freckles from being in the sun. Uh-huh. They actually had burst blood vessels in their face from puking so much. I will never forget that. Yep. This one says threw up five times. And then again, when I woke up, then had a one-on-one meeting with my professor at 9 a.m. Love that. A lot of puking. Puked on myself and clogged my toilet. Then had to go buy a plunger. Speaking of plungers. Speaking of plungers. The first time that I actually got drunk was my family Thanksgiving. And we went and bought a Christmas tree the next morning. And A, 
I openly admit I literally blacked out like to the point in which like people started telling stories that involved me and I was like what are you talking about and then I realized I had blacked out it was like the first time I'd ever really drank yeah we had to buy a Christmas tree the next morning we were all violently hung over and my mom told me she was like at least I know you're a happy drunk ah that's nice <laughs> we set off the water alarm I don't even know what the water alarm is <laughs> I don't I still don't I love that. Yeah. So one of my close hometown friends sent in a bunch of stories, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say this one says, okay, now for the best. So I'm assuming this is the best one. I think it's the fact that I didn't get hung over in college. Like, straight up i would go out thursday blackout go to work at career services on friday mornings at 9 a.m and go to meetings all day then go out friday probably drink a lot then give tours to families at 11 a.m the next morning shower not included and then go saturday and produce a kid's television show all day on sunday i was built different in college I literally could barely handle going out once a week. I know. I think I would And die. I didn't even go out most of the time. Like, I went fratting some. Most of the time, I just went to the MT parties, and I still couldn't handle it. No, I could not handle it. Got alcohol poisoning and had to perform a dance recital the next day and puked in the wings. I don't know about anyone else, but I'd say, like, I honestly, I hate nausea more than anything. I'd rather yes. be in physical pain than be nauseous, I think. And I I've always one of my hangover things has been I get really nauseous and it's just miserable and you don't want to do anything and you just don't want to exist no existing is hard when you're hungover but speaking of existing when you're hungover like you have to have remedies yes. when you're hungover and like that's just a part of it my big thing has become and, and I swear by this it's what I've started doing recently and I started doing it accidentally and then I found that it made such a difference if I eat right before I go to bed. I might have a little bit of a hangover the next day, but not nearly as bad as I could have. Like eating just right before that really? is what helps me. Yeah. I feel like that gives me the shits. Sorry, everybody. I mean, TMI, it might but... give me the shits, but at least then I'm not hung over. <laughs> okay. I'd rather have the shits than be hung over. Yeah. Hmm. I, I wonder. I'm like trying to think. I feel like I, okay. Something about me is that you will never see me get drunk and not eat before I go to bed. Like, because I am just one of those, like, I'm like, Ooh, I'm ready to order my McDonald's and like I'm just like I have to and and then also I will the next day too like <laughs> I'm sorry oh my god I have been so into Chinese food lately on Sundays I found this new Chinese place by me that is so good and like let me tell you a McDonald's coke and that Chinese sweet i go through different phases or at least in the past year i've been going through different phases of what is like my high like stoned drunk hungover food yeah i'd say the most recent one i think is indian food i don't currently really have one i think it was just like i wanted food and i didn't want to have somewhere i'd already had before and so then i just randomly ordered indian and it that's good so you know hard. what there you go that's all you need i feel like as far as like gatorade electrolyte drinks and stuff i have in college i was super good about that stuff i feel like now i just drink fucking mcdonald's coke <laughs> I don't, I, you know why because when i'm hungover i love bubbles like i love like seltzers and sodas and things with bubbles because it you know eases the stomach a little not always but i'd say one of the big things that i tend to crave for the next morning is I will very often want a smoothie and yes. someone did explain it to me one time. It's like they've got sugars and it's like liquid and whatever, but like, I don't know, like it, it's got, it just like is so refreshing, particularly when you feel like so gross, it's cold. Yeah. It has liquid in it. And it just like sometimes can really fix my day. I feel like I, I don't even know if those were true hangovers in high school, but like, <laughs> <laughs> we 
we just had such different high school experiences. I know. I, I started drinking like in high school around 15, had a fake ID at 16. Um, so yes, I definitely, but like if I think about high school, like maybe once every two weeks, like somebody was throwing a house party, like it wasn't like when we got to college, but once the whole like DoorDash Uber Eats things became available, ha- anxiety, hangover days changed the game. Oh yeah. Changed but I would say in a very game. dangerous way of, oh, spending so much money. Well, oh, and for, to bring back our cold showers, that's another thing I oh, do. Yeah. Oh my God. If you have anxiety, y'all, let me tell you, get in that freaking cold shower. I never want to do it. And I will literally procrastinate the whole day. And it literally is the biggest turnaround to my day. It is. It's the, it's such a turnaround. And something we talked about earlier that has been huge for me is the trying, at least just trying to get out of the house for two seconds. I need to be better about that. You know what? Something I've, I, I've become less insecure about it is that I'm just like not one of those girlies that has like a very regimented Sunday reset. You know, like some people are very fueled by a Sunday reset. Like you'll see them on TikTok. And honestly, when I see them on TikTok, they give me, they make me feel really bad about myself because I'm just not that girly. And I get it. It's social media. It's definitely not real or like it's not all that it's made out to be. But like when people suggest a Sunday reset, I'm like, that's just not for me. Like I can do some small things like, you know, taking a shower with my salt rock lamp on or maybe I'll make a to-do list. But like, it's just not Sarah. Adult life is so weird. (sighs) There's so many things you have to do so many things so many things but and honestly it's so funny that I'm gonna call this a remedy but like one of my bigger remedies for myself with drinking has been like not drinking as much I don't know like what it is about the phase of life I'm in right now but I'm just drinking so much slower than I did in college and maybe because it's I feel like in college a lot of the time when you're drinking or having these really big parties it's like I'm gonna get fucked up and like I'm gonna drink so much and so there's shots and and lots of alcohol whereas now it's like I feel like I don't really like sure I go into those nights being like I want to have a great time and I want to get a little tipsy but I never am like I need to like pound drinks down my throat the nights that I've gotten like drunk since like post-grad or whatever just like you were saying like in college I usually went in with like (laughs) oftentimes when I got the most fucked up it was like it'd been a hard week and we were all like we're gonna get fucked up tonight the times that I've gotten drunk here, it's usually not like with forethought. It's usually like I've gone out to dinner with friends and yes. then we've just had a fun time and we just keep ordering drinks or like the drinks turn out to be a little bit stronger than we think. Or it's just like we keep talking. So we keep ordering drinks. It's like not plans. Like I think the biggest thing is the mindset. Like I'm not going in to like get wasted. Yes. And if you think about it, this just came to my head. Like because we're in post-grad and we're usually going out to restaurants, bars, clubs to go party. It's also super fucking expensive. You're paying for it. Yeah. So it's like, like in college, like I could maybe have 10 white claw and it wouldn't be an issue because I bought the pack of 12 for like however many dollars. Now the money that I spent on that pack, especially in North Carolina where everything's a lot cheaper is going to buy me maybe one and a half drinks. Yeah. I would say the thing that I've started doing, and this feels contradictory. <laughs> like, oh, yes. We but, both. But yes, yes. Before I get drinks with anyone, I will take a shot, shot. or maybe yeah. two, depending on how recently I've had food. Because it's so expensive. Like, if I do want to just get, like, even a little bit tipsy, it's so expensive buying drinks in the city. Like, yeah. It's like $15, not counting tax. It's so, like, if I want to even get a little bit tipsy, I'll take, like one or two shots that way I can have one or two drinks out and even still one or two drinks out 
often amounts to 20 to $30. 20 yeah. is very on the low side. Sometimes it's above $30, but I know I feel like I don't do the shot before. Usually I ha- like will bring little shot shooters mm. in my purse. And as long as I don't look at my purse, maybe sometimes I had them in my boobs and I'll just then there, baby. You know what? And I'll just like pop it oh. back. Well, that's our advice on like how to financially do New York. Yeah. I mean, like definitely if you can like get shooters, put them in your purse, put them in your boobs, put them in your pants. Because, yeah, drinks do get expensive. And I feel like it's just like why? Like, yeah, I could never justify buying that many drinks. And the few times that I have the next day have been like, oh, no, I know. (laughs) I went to it was the broken shaker, beautiful rooftop. But I saw my bill and I was like, Mm. holy shit. Mm hmm. That's part of the reason why, like, I like got the bill, and I was like, "That's part of the reason I decided to go home." I was like, yep. "No more money." Nope. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I was like, "We've already spent too much. It's time to wrap it up and go home." Look at us adulting. <laughs> <laughs> I think all the adults in our lives would debate if this. Is I know my parents adulting. are going to listen to this episode and be like, "Oh, Sarah, I can hear it now." <laughs> they'll, they'll think it's funny. Hopefully, maybe not. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into what y'all do for remedies. Yeah. Because we got, I mean, so a many. lot of we got. So many people loved the remedies. And let me tell you, when I initially had put out this stuff on the stories about Sunday scaries, like we were like, oh, maybe we'll do an episode. And then we saw y'all's response and we were like, we have Have to to. do an episode and then we have to do a photo shoot, which you'll see. Like it was so much fun to do. It was so much fun. It's way more photos than we can post for the announcement of just like one random one-off episode. But I bet we'll post a lot more of yeah, them in the future. But they're so fun. And I think we both were like a little bit hungover. We are, day yes, of. Yeah. I was hungover day of. So, you know, we had to get into character. We had method, method. acting. And thank you to Liz, yes. my friend from home who took the photos so for us, fun. who was also severely hungover. She was yeah. probably more hungover than because she had stayed up to like 4 a.m. Yes. So thank you for coming and doing that with us. We had a great old time. But let's get into these responses. Okay. Yes. So fries. Lo- Big one. Fast food overall. Yes. Fast food overall. McDonald's was a mm-hmm. huge one. Which I really, I, I'm sure I've been at some point when I was a kid, but not that I really remember. I have not really ever been to McDonald's. When we did the photo shoot, we got McDonald's Coke. That was the first time I'd ever had McDonald's Coke and maybe the fifth time I'd had coke overall that is so crazy to me mcdonald's just because like like growing up here not uh, like in the drinking culture here it's just such a big thing in new york i can believe it water and greasy food any breakfast kind of greasy breakfast food i we got a lots of liquid ivs Mm -hmm. you know what is it a placebo effect Uh, or maybe i just need to try it the placebo effect works it works yeah because i feel like i've had it and i can't tell if it makes me feel better but you know what a lot of people say like a lot of their sponsors that actually do genuinely like the brand say that you need to have one before you start drinking Mm. and then one after i think it's always hard to compare because like without being able to compare to like what my hangover would have felt like if I didn't take it. Right. It's hard to like know because often like sometimes hangovers hit you the next day that you like wouldn't have expected. Right. And sometimes you expect to be hungover the next day and you're not. Right. And so I can never tell like, is that from whatever I took to help with hangovers or is it just like random luck of the draw? Yeah. And I like this one that one of my friends from home said water between shots, water between drinks in general helps I'm so much. I, that is something I've really become good at is like I'll drink, I'll have a drink, get a glass of water, especially once I start getting drunker. I don't know what my drunk mind does. It's like drink water, drink 
water. If there's like easy access water, I think it's just like when you're at bar, it's harder. Yeah. Um, one that I really like, just I like the sound of it. It's from one of our friends. <laughs> I don't know why I said that like that. But they said, Pedialyte, sleep, and prayers. <laughs> Fair. Uh, prayers. Fair. Prayers. Oh, my God. I drank so much Pedialyte in college. When I had acute oh. kidney failure, everyone, I was drinking Pedialyte because that's what the doctors told me to do. Yeah. Everyone just thought I was like wild, hung over everywhere. And I was like, no. No. <laughs> I was in the hospital. <laughs> I do not like Pedialyte at all. I tried to be that girly. Ugh gross i'm gonna be honest i learned like senior year it has milk in it <laughs> also it's supposed to be refrigerated we simply never did that in college oh <laughs> yeah i'm good. like oh layers of us doing not the right thing this one's funny and i want to hear your opinion on it more alcohol <laughs> hair of the dog there's something to it i'm gonna i have never been able to cure my hangover from more alcohol here's the thing you can't be crazy hungover but if you're lightly hungover and you go to brunch the next day you get a mimosa you get some food and then you get a little tipsy and you suddenly those like it can't be like an intense hangover mm. but if it's like a like mild to medium hangover it absolutely but if you're the nauseous type of hangover then, then it it, like you can't handle drinking yeah, yeah. i don't know I, I that's never helped me but i i know it helps a lot of people aka the bloody mary it does make it long-term worse <laughs> but it temporarily <laughs> you know helps what? that's fine i love this one from my friend aaron back home she she goes by the rule of three Gatorades. The gr- okay. Gatorade the uh, like the night before, have one by your bed, then one in the morning. So like so before the night starts, once you get home, and then when you wake up, okay. three Gatorades. That's a that's an interesting one. I'll I kind of want to try that. that. Oh, I love this specific McDonald's order: McDonald's ten piece nugget meal with a diet coke and barbecue sauce. I know there's so many different like hash browns and specifically McDonald's hash browns <laughs> mentioned. And then also someone commented, I actively need yes, help here. <laughs> I know. And then I take one sip of Dr. Pepper and I'm reborn. I don't know if I've ever had Dr. Pepper. Olivia loves Dr. Pepper. I do not like her. Sorry. <laughs> I just don't. Oh, okay. Two Advils and a full bottle of water before you go to bed the night before. Okay. I've heard that trick of people taking out like they get home. They take an Advil. I love this. This one's specific too. jumbo sausage roll with sauce and a peppermint tea. That is such an interesting combo. Yeah. I wonder if that's English. I feel like tea. Uh, whenever somebody is like, I like tea. I feel like it's very English. That was not an English accent. (laughs) (laughs) Also, pizza and Domino's comes up a lot. Oh, Domino's. Okay, I can't eat Domino's now because it reminds me of being depressed because I ate it so much when I was depressed. I had it so much in high school. It was the only place that would be open past when we got out of rehearsal. Yes. We had a friend who commented that their drunk food is Indian food. And shout out to them. There you go. I feel you, girl. Wait, this one is so interesting. Eating Greek yogurt before drinking. Oh, my God. I have to try that. I just need to try that to know. Oh, I know. That is so interesting. Okay. Um, I know this. This is like my my friend's key is chocolate milk. Milk is super good for coating your tummy if you're nauseous. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> this person slow slow and low intensity workouts. Going for a walk is probably I nice. I handle that. I know. Maybe um, one day I'll be that girl. Some bacon, egg, and cheeses. Oh, some yes. Coffee. Especially if you live in New York. Yes. Bacon, egg, and cheeses are always good. Noodles and butter. <laughs> Taco Bell. Okay. I wit. Okay. Like the taste of Taco Bell. Like it when I'm drunk. The morning. <laughs> the next morning. <laughs> I'm on the toilet for way too long. Every time I eat it. Uh, and, I, and I can't eat it sober. I like the potato. The potatoes ones. 
there you go. Just because I like potatoes. In high, uh, not in high school. In college, I loved cookout when we were down oh, south. Oh, yes, yes. Cookout and, was a classic. Yes. And somebody said, and I love this answer, this is a West Coast thing, in and out <laughs> Fair, fair. Yeah. I, I've only had in and out once when I was out there, and I, I can't really remember it. Wasn't that memorable for me. The moral of the story here is greasy food. Bread and cheese. Bread and cheese. <laughs> a lot of bread and cheese. Um, like, water electrolyte types of water mm-hmm. um greek yogurt i'm gonna try that i cannot wait to see if that works also just don't drink as much that's someone literally wrote in their suggestion i think for dealing was with not it drink- where is it um <laughs> I, I i forget what the question was but i think it was like how do you deal with like being hungover anxiety yeah. oh no i think it was how do you deal with anxiety yeah. and the person wrote literally avoid getting drunk i prefer to feel fresh less less anxious the next day i get Still that have a couple drinks though i i and agree like, same i agree with that and like and this is maybe contradictory to that statement day drinking is always better i love day drinking i yes. love day drinking because what you'll start drinking at one stop drinking maybe around like six or seven or maybe you drink until like then you eat dinner which helps right. absorb it uh, and then like you either like watch a movie or like kind of lay down and chill in the evening, which also gives your body more time to like store process. And then you have a full night's sleep after that. So I the know. next day you don't feel like crap. Also, the sun it's, and I'm alcohol so is excited. Fun. I'm going to a darty for um, a college graduation this Saturday. And I'm just like so excited to day drink. I feel like, sure, we day drink like AKA brunch and stuff. Yes. But like it's not day drinking how it was in college, you no. know? No, it's not. Yeah. But we got to do that at some point this summer. We do. We do. We'll have a, we'll have a little darty. All right, y'all. Well, this was such a fun episode. Yeah. Tell us if you like these ones where we incorporate y'all's stories, opinions, yes. because I really enjoyed it. I just love reading everyone's responses. I love it. Everything. It's so much fun. It makes it really feel like a community, you yes. know? So if you are liking CFC, liking Completely Fucking Clueless, please please rate and review the podcast. It really helps us so much. You have no idea. And do not forget to follow us on TikTok at completely F-C-K-I-N-G. And on Instagram at completely fucking clueless. Anyways, (laughs) we will be back next week with another fab episode. We're going to have a lovely guest on. We're excited. Or hopefully we'll have the guests. (laughs) We're trying again, scheduling, scheduling life, busy. So we will figure it out. But if not, you'll get us, which is fun maybe i hope i hope it's fun i hope it's fun <laughs> no we're fun i, I feel like cool. people who have to tell themselves they're fun aren't usually fun oh god this is a terrible outro i'm doing anyways <laughs> anyways have a great week y'all thank you so so much for listening and go out there and be clueless heck yeah heck freaking yeah oh god <laughs> i don't like this i voice. know i'm getting really <laughs> Maybe, maybe it's the Moscow mule. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.